The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction, and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reed. Hey! Hey! Guess who's back, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Not only back in podcast terms, but back in the same room. Back in the studio! Yeah, yeah. I am so excited. Honestly, this is brilliant. (laughs) This lush studio we've got with all the high-tech equipment. Oh, it's pretty sweet. And the red light that comes on. The fish tank that just goes all the way around. Oh, luxurious. We're on my sofa, aren't we? Well, hands on the sofa. I'm on the sofa, yeah. I mean, it's it's just the same as a posh studio. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, you know, I wonder if it'll pick up the sound of the rain. Maybe. Like, I keep hearing cars rushing by. So I apologise if there's any background noise on the recording. That is actually your toilet, though, you know, not the sound of the rain. Is that my toilet yeah. filling? <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have shut the door. Hang on. The beautiful sounds of the rain in the jungle. There no, we go. Alice's toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking, actually, um, when Han last came round before this latest lockdown started, the toilet handle was broken. And um, I'm embarrassed that I've not fixed it <laughs> in the many months since she last came round. But I was just saying I have a wonky loose seat, which I have also not fixed and I just kind of live with. So, yeah, yeah you know, both bad as each other. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't done that. Oh. We haven't said, let's do our thing. This could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might be sat at home thinking, I can't wait to find out what this is a podcast about. All right, let's do our let's do our shtick that we do. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast with me, Hannah Fox, and me, Alice Reed. Oh, we changed it. We slightly. said it slightly differently, <laughs> didn't we? Uh, do you know we're too giddy? We're too I know giddy. we are. We've had pizza. Yeah, I've got We've a Pepsi Max. Some, here. Yeah, Pepsi Max, and I think yeah, we're just high on Max and high on life a bit, aren't we? Really? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So this film we're going to watch our first film together. Since before Christmas, I think. Yeah, definitely. I reckon we were talking maybe autumn time last I th- time we I think were together. the last one we saw together was Polterheist. Well, I think it was Polterheist. Which Classic. feels like a long time ago. Yeah, definitely. And obviously we've done a, a couple virtually. Yeah, which it's not the same. are shit. No. To be honest. We tried our best, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's very difficult when... And God, difficult for you, having kind of two very separate <laughs> audios yeah, yeah. to stitch together in various different bits. It, I think it just doesn't work as well as when we're actually in the same room. No, and do you know what? It's funny, but when you do have the audio in separate channels, you find yourself feeling obliged to do things because you can. Yeah. Like I think, oh, me and Hannah talked over each other a bit there. I'll just, like, I'll just move, move my it. little bit, like I'll mm. slide them around. Whereas when we're together, if we talk over each other, you know, 
force majeure. That's yeah. it. You know, that's the recording. That's it. Doesn't matter. That, it is what it is. Yeah. So possibly less good for the audience. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe but we have more fun. We don't care. Yeah, we yeah. have a laugh, so we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this film we're going to watch tonight, and I'm really excited that we can go back to our old format of talking about the film we're about to watch, then talking about the watching the trailer watching together, trailer. Mm-hmm. talking about the trailer, and then finally watching the film together and talking about it as soon as it ends. Yeah. It's a much better format. Much better, because I think the one that we watched um, when we did it separately, I'd like watched it a week before, and I was kind of like, oh, hang on, I've got to remember. And I tried to make myself a few notes, but it was just... So is this The People Under the Stairs? <sighs> I think it might have been that one, yeah. So The People at Home are going to be thinking, we've not even had a podcast. Oh, the yeah. People under the stairs. Sorry, sorry, guys. And that is because... <laughs> sorry, it's, guys. It's such a faff. I literally can't be asked editing yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't blame you. I really felt for you when I had to send you those various bits of audio. With, yeah, just in a random order. Yeah, and they weren't... There was... You had like one bit twice that was like overlapping, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a nightmare. I think just, you know. We'll keep that one in our back pocket. Yeah, maybe one day if we're feeling a bit bored, we'll edit it together. <laughs> I think, and while we can actually come round, should we get back into our pre lockdown routine of every fortnight? I think that sounds good. Yeah, yeah up yeah. for that. Loving it. Absolutely. So tonight's film is a classic. I think it's black and white. We're going to do, so this is a recommendation from not our mutual friend, Adam, mm. but my friend, my friend, other Adam, who I've known since we were kids. And he says it's one of his favourite films. Awesome. It's called Night of the Demon. Brilliant. And it's a film I I think I've heard of, but I've never seen, um, but I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Sounds good. Do you know anything? Thanks, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I, try, I tried to get him to come on, but he didn't fancy it. Uh, maybe next time. Um, do you know anything about it at all? No, actually. It's just one of those that I think I have heard about, you know, kind of either in conversations about horror films or when reading yeah, books yeah. on horror films, like kind of what we were discussing earlier. Um, but no, I actually know nothing about it. Do you know, I know so little about it. I think I'd heard of it, but I thought it was like a colour, sort of 70s, like garishly coloured Italian slasher or something. Oh. But I'm sure Adam said it was black and white. Um, do you know, have you got your phone? I do. Let's, I do let's put it in IMB. Have we should have prepared. Yeah, we should. I mean, <laughs> why break the habit of a lifetime? But what I like, I do like the ones where we go into a film just not really knowing anything about it. Me it's a bit too. of a journey of yeah. discovery. Life of the Demon, right. Okay, cool. So um, there's a little bit about it on IMDb that just kind of says Dr. Ho- Dr. John Holden travels to London to attend a paranormal psychology conference to expose devil cult leader Julian Carswell a turn of events change Holden's perception oh nice oh. and is it black and white looks it yeah and who's it by it is by the director is Jax Tournier who I have heard of before so I thought it was like a Dario Argento film just want to have people talk about Night of the Demon. Did French, de- French director, yeah. I've definitely heard of him before. And what year is it from? 57. You know, this is why mm. people tune into our podcast. It's because of the wealth. The wealth of knowledge. Genre knowledge <laughs> that you and I have. We are absolutely, oh. We're jokers, fantastic. aren't we? We really are. <laughs> really quite shit. <laughs> 
He did Cat People, which is, I think, oh, cat one people. that I've... That is very famous. Yeah, which I have seen. And I think I knew him maybe from that. So a little bit of trivia about Cat People. Do you know it's kind of a tradition in horror to have at least one jump scare that's uh, a fake out? Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes that's referred to as a bus. And the reason is one of the sort of first famous ones was in Cat People where the heroine is like uh, walking walking through the city and she's crapping her pants. Mm. She thinks she's been followed. And suddenly you hear this hiss, but it's just a bus pulling up and it's the hiss of its brakes. And that's, um, I believe that's like a recognised as a classic early example of the fake out jump scare. Yeah. Okay, so what I think we should do, we've basically exposed our lack of knowledge about this film. I don't think there's anything we can do at this juncture really except watch the trailer. Oh, you found the trailer. There is a trailer. But we're not going to watch it on your phone. No, I mean, we're going to fire up the projector. (laughs) Oh, hello, old friend. Yeah, projector on the wall. I've not used this projector since Polterheist. I really hope it works now. (laughs) Since the last time you came round, I've got some new furniture against that wall, so I'm just hoping. You have, yeah. So we'll have to have it a bit smaller than normal, won't we? It's okay. It's still bloody massive. I think we're fine. Still be quite big. Do you know what? We should have got some sweets. Oh, we never thought. We were a bit. We were just a bit too excited. We didn't really think things through that much tonight, did we? We just. I I raced over here in the rain. Yeah. And um, yeah, we even forgot to, to get drinks. I do, yeah, we've got drinks now. We've got them with our pizza. And I do have in the flat anyway a, a bag and a half of minstrels, Galaxy Minstrels. Oh, just you, just stocked up. Well. Just hanging around. Do you know what? I hear a funny story. <laughs> Always. I've got a funny story about Galaxy Minstrels. So the other night, I opened like a cinema bag size bag of yeah. Galaxy Minstrels. And I'd say I had about six just lying on my bed. Okay. You know, yeah, very decadent. Very decadent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I just sort of fell asleep listening to an audio book. Mm. I woke up in the middle of the night in a state of some confusion. <laughs> because in my sleep, I picked up the bag of Minstrels and just completely emptied them on my face. Oh, no. So I woke up with all these minstrels, like, sliding off my face (laughs) and, like, going round my neck and getting under my neck. And I was like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) And I just looked up and I had this empty bag of minstrels in my hand and minstrels all over me. And because I was just quite tired and confused, I just scooped all the minstrels into my mouth and (laughs) ate them and then went back to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't a nice way to wake up at all. Hey. But, um... I might have to edit some of this out. Right, let's watch the trailer. Let's watch the trailer. To the the trailer! So we've just watched the trailer mm. for Night of the Demon 1957. 57, yeah. I think, yeah. We'll fact check that. Yeah. Well, the fans will fact check it for us. They will, of course. They'll be the first to <laughs> let us know if we've got the date wrong. Um, okay, what did you think? Well, I think it looks good. <clears throat> I think it looks quite eerie and scary. There was lots of like, it was almost like a kind of montage of, I think, various bits throughout the film. Quite difficult to kind of know exactly what was going on, but looked quite dramatic, quite yeah, eerie. Yeah. Um, things like, 
people falling out of windows. Well, yeah, jumping out jumping of a window out in a mad windows. panic. Yeah. <laughs> I I think, so what I could take from the trailer mm. was, um, it looks like there's an American guy who's investigating something to do with Satanism. Yeah. And there's this mysterious guy called Julian Carls- Carswell. Carson Carswell? I thought it was Carswell. I might have been Carswell, yeah. Um, I think he's, and he seems to be the antagonist. Now, he was a weird chap. Because yeah. when we first meet him, he's like, I have the, you know, possibly the finest library of uh, witchcraft-related blah, 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 blah. Books, yeah. Uh, my name is Julian Carswell. <laughs> and then it cuts to Julian Carswell. With clown makeup Just on. Just the clown. But not great clown makeup. No, yeah. A bit half-arsed clown makeup. So he'd just, yeah. like, done it almost like he'd got a marker pen and drawn on himself. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a bit weird. And he's saying, yeah. what is this twilight? This, <laughs> yeah. this world of the whatever that you claim to know so much about. And you... <laughs> Interesting guy. I had no idea, like, what the clown connection was. No. Because the rest of it seemed like a sort of prototype of the modern horror film, where you even had people leafing through old medieval woodcuts yeah. of demonology. You know, you see that a lot in a film like a like any modern uh, horror film with demons yeah. in somebody. Somebody always just uh, finds an ancient text yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh no, there's woodcuts of mm. demons eating people and throwing people into the fires of hell." Um, and there was that, the demon emerging from like the smoke in the woods yeah. or what we think was a demon, but might not have been, but look, certainly looked that way. And a lot of eerie running through woods, actually. Yeah, yeah. And someone nearly get, well, I think it was, was it, uh, Julian Cars- Carswell nearly getting hit by a train as well? Like, a lot, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff going on, but hard to work out exactly. Yeah, it looked very, it did look very action focused. So I think yeah. I always assume, I, I think I said this. Before we watch The Innocence, and I was surprised mm. by the trailer with that, because I always assume they're going to be very restrained and sort of buttoned up. Mm. You know, it's going to be, I, I dare say, Carruthers, <laughs> would you think me dreadfully foolish if I said <laughs> there might perhaps be a ghost in, um, in Montgomery Hall? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's have a cup of tea and talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But a lot of these are, like, when we watched the trailer for The Innocence, it was like, do the dead ever return? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this, again, you know, it looked like quite an action-orientated, special effects-orientated. I mean, obviously, special effects for the time. Mm. But, yeah, they'd had a go at making a demon, a glowy demon chasing somebody. Yeah. It looked really cool. It did. I'm quite looking forward to it. I've got high hopes, actually. Yeah. Mm. Let's have your predicted stars rating. We've not done this for a while. We haven't. Oh, I am going to, just because I'm so excited, I'm going to go for a five. Yeah. I think um, I think it looks like a good film. Spooky and eerie, but also action-packed. And looks like it has a bit of a story behind it. So, yeah, I'm feeling positive. Yeah, I'm going to go for a five as well. Also, you know, if it's a horror film that people are still talking about and watching, I mean, God, what is it? More than 60 years later. Yeah. You'd think there'd be a reason for that. And I am in the mood for these kind of demonic hijinks tonight, I think. Mm. And people in crappy clown makeup. Yeah, that I'm not so sure about. (laughs) I'm looking forward to finding out why, you know, the curator of the foremost library on witchcraft Mm. is also a clown. I wonder whether it was something to do with he was trying to connect... um, 
the, almost like the failings of the mind with demonology, wasn't he? Like mental illness or, you know, mental issues. And whether, and because he says something about what's that, the difference. That is a theme in the trailer. Mm. Like what is just, and we, we see that chap in, it looks like the guy who jumps out of the window might be um, in a mental health facility. Yes, did look that way, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. So maybe there is a, a whole theme. Around that, maybe. Yeah. We'll see, I suppose. Yeah, I guess yeah. we've got only one thing to do now, Anne. Let's watch it. Yay! To the jingle! To the jingle! Well, we've watched it. We have indeed. What did you think? I really liked it. So did I. We had a lot of fun with it. I don't think we were scared at all. No. We were laughing throughout. We laughed a lot, but in a good way. Joyously rather than derisively. Very much so. Um, Yeah, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a proper good old sort of horror thriller. Um, Just really good fun, but also... You know, it was a horror film. We had a, a beast, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And that's not really a spoiler, because you see him right well, in the beginning. You see him, yeah. You um, know he's coming. <laughs> one thing I admired... So, again, I, I think I'm sometimes guilty of assuming that if it's an old black and white horror film, everyone's going to be, oh, no, I can see, just off camera, <laughs> a gigantic demon. But no, they did the gigantic demon, Gi- you know. Yeah, they as, really did. As well as they could with the special effects of the time. And it was a charming demon. Oh, I loved him. It was like a big kind of like Godzilla sort of fat thing. Um, But to be fair, like you say, at the time, that was probably like wowzers in terms of special effects. Because it was, yeah, it was quite a big demon. They had a lot of smoke and stuff going along. And there was another bit in the film where they had to do like big footprints. In the ground. Yeah, and like things... from when it was invisible. Yeah. In the footprint. That was, that was a that good was special good. Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. I mean, you can't fault that, because if an invisible creature was leaving footsteps, that's what it looked that's like. That's what it looked like. Yeah. And to be fair, I remember um, I had a video from when I was young, and it was must have been like early 90s. And it was The Silver Chair, I think, um, one of the like Chronicles yeah, of Narnia yeah. series. And there was a beast in that. Well, it was like this, the queen turned into like a snake thing. And that was no way as good as that, which was what, like 30 years before, 30, 40 yeah, years before. Funny. So I, I think actually I was, I was pretty impressed, even though we did laugh just because it was like a big, you know, puppet, puppet, yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit Jim Henson. It was, yeah. Um, but no, absolutely charming. I mean, uh, practical special effects age far better than CGI. Yeah. Because creaky old practical effects are charming, whereas creaky old CGI just looks cheap. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. see some love had gone into that puppet. Definitely. I bet they spent um, a long time on that, on some yeah. kind of like moving boards and things. Yeah. 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 yeah it was cool. Really enjoyed that. And um, one thing I think really worked in the film's favour, for some reason, I think when a film is older, you're more forgiving in terms of suspending disbelief. Like a lot of the plot points 
seems so silly <laughs> that if I'd been watching like a low budget modern film, I'd have been like, oh, come on, guys. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, why are some, why are some random psychologists at a conference allowed to just check out uh, a, a criminally insane person like yeah. Oh, yeah they're saying we have to get a release form signed I'm surprised they'll let you do it at all <laughs> O'Brien see if you can have Hobart released to us for a clinical examination under test conditions that's exactly what I had in mind and forget this demon monster theory of yours it doesn't make sense um, one of oh, our favorite- Scot- Scotland Yard they're oh, yeah. very amenable oh, to very some random so. psych- psychologist <laughs> And the fact that they then became, decided that they would go and track that one guy for absolutely no reason. Yeah. At the end, it was like, oh, we'll just, um, we'll just decided to track him now, even though we didn't believe any of this story. Uh, Because he said, he said he'd been hexed. Yeah. So hey, why not? Yeah. (laughs) This man's insane. I must go. It's all right, doctor. We're the police. It's holding nose. Had you under observation more or less at his request. But my my favourite moment for just, like, what is going on here, silliness, was when the main character, Holden, the American psychologist, psychiatrist... Yeah, psychologist, I think. ...is there in the shower, talking around the shower curtain. I was just going to mention that. In the hotel, to somebody who who doesn't know that well, like a colleague, an overseas sort of professional contact who's in town for some kind of conference with. He's just talking around the shower curtain in his hotel to him. And then he puts on a dressing gown and walks over. And then the um, the guy who's in his hotel room goes, by the way, let me introduce. <laughs> and the camera just swings out. And there's just a random guy there still in the hotel room while, while he has a shower. And, and then he goes into the bedroom and just starts getting changed, putting his clothes on, <laughs> while this guy's just, like, properly having a conversation about psychology and yeah, stuff to yeah. him. That I, was brilliant. It was so weird. And he actually, yeah, he says, let me let me put some clothes on. What is this? Oh, these are part of O'Brien's research, which is tied up with the Carswell Devil Cult investigation. I see. Let me get some clothes on. But... The thing is, I guess because it's an old film and it's black and white, for all I know, maybe that is how people acted. Maybe. Maybe Scotland Yard would listen if a random... You know, you can suspend disbelief a bit more because that's not the world I live in. And I guess I... You know, it's not a case where I think, well, if I was a random psychologist and I just walked into Scotland Yard saying I'd been cursed... They'd be you like, know, would, I, would you like a cup of tea, mate? Yeah. A little sit down. I've got less of a frame of reference <laughs> for what is believable or not. So you just sort of go with you it. You go with it, you? yeah. Um, another bit that for some reason we both found really amusing was when um, one of the doctor psychologist guys said about, um, is it, was it Hobart, the uh, yeah, yeah. patient, uh, the guy who was like now me- really mentally unwell. He was basically almost like in a coma from this yeah. shock that he'd, that he'd had. And they're just going to tell you that, borrow him, borrow like a him, library box. Borrow him. But I also enjoyed the fact that he'd drawn a picture of the demon and <laughs> they just said, it's a little bit crude, but here it is. And it was like some like five-year-old's drawing of a demon. Well, <laughs> like it was, there was something childlike about it, but to, to be fair, that picture would have taken at least 
two hours to draw. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. very detailed. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to have had to think about it, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah, yeah. Look, have you finished that picture of a demon? Hang on, hang, hang on. on. Nearly you, there, nearly there. You don't, you don't <laughs> have to draw all the hair on it. It's like we you get it. It's hairy. No, I want to finish my picture. Um, <laughs> Love that. I think we should. We've. Yeah, I might edit this round to make mm. more sense. We should probably talk about what the film was about. That's a good point. Yeah. We do tend to dive right in just because we get excited and we want to talk yeah, about yeah. it. But yeah, so, um, I mean, I, th- I think we've explained some of it. So the main character, John, what's his second name? Holden. Holden. It's because they have Holden and Hobart. I get like the yeah, game to yeah. switch. Yeah. John Holden is this psychologist that has come over from America to the UK to have, um, well, he's, he comes over for a psychology conference, but really he's taking over a bit from the guy who was previously leading the conference, who we see at the beginning of the film is killed by the demon. Yeah, there's no mystery there. There's no mystery. Very beginning of the film, he gets chased through the woods by a demon, killed. Yeah. Yeah. So then... But in a way... That could be construed as an accident. Yes. Because in his fear of the demon, when he's trying to run away, he, for some reason, <laughs> just drives his car into like telegraph pole. Is it? Yeah. Like, it's so. tend to. Or electric, no, electric, electric, sorry, electric. Oh, power lines, lines, yeah. Power lines, that was what it was. And they land on his car and he gets tangled up and electrocuted. I mean, (laughs) I did think he messed about a bit. Like, he probably could have just opened the car door and ran, but he sort of like, Jumps into the pylons a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit like, just go, just go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he was very traumatised by the demon and just yeah, didn't know yeah. what to do. Um, but, yeah, so this guy, uh, Holden, has to sort of take over from him. And also, they're always trying to prove um, that the... I mean, what is his job? Oh, wow. beardy guy. So Ho Hobart, no, not Hobart. The um, well, well. So hmm. Hobart was investigating a sort of scholar of witchcraft called Carswell. Yeah. Um, and he was going to expose him as having a cult. Hmm. Not Hobart. Hobart was, um, but he died. He got killed by the demon. No, Hobart and was then... the guy in the asylum. Fuck, he was. Yeah. Oh, God, it was Harrington. <laughs> Harry, too many H's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. T- Hobart, Holden, Harrington. Too Tell many. you what, what we'll do. We'll go to the spoiler <laughs> jingle. And as soon as we know what the spoilers are, we'll, we'll tell let you. you. Know. <laughs> let's, let's get our shit together. Let's work out what's going on while the jingle's playing. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll, we'll explain what the hell this film's about. <laughs> that complicated i think it was just the names that were complicated to be fair so now we're in spoiler territory Mm. yes it was it was one thing i didn't realize till we saw the opening credits was this was based on casting the rooms yeah short story by mr james so in terms of the general thrust of the plot there were no surprises for me because i know the short story Mm. um so basically there's this guy called carswell who has a cult he's like it's just a satanist Mm. And um, he can kill people by giving them a parchment with some runes on. 
and he tricks you into taking it. So we'll go, oh, you've dropped your thing. You know, here it is. And he tooks the parchment with runes in. Yeah. And then you've got three days and then the demon comes and kills you unless you find, unless you realize what's happening and find a way of giving it back to him. And the film starts, is it Harrington? Harrington. Yeah. Harrington. Um, he sort of goes to his house and says, okay, you were right. I was wrong. Call it off. But, um, Carswell can't call it off because he doesn't have the parchment to give back to him. He mm. fell in the fire. So he gets killed by a demon. Holden arrives in the UK for a conference uh, and planning to, I guess, work with Harrington to expose, to investigate Carswell's cult. Yeah. Um, but they don't think it's supernatural. They no, no. They, yeah, yeah. They think he's a charlatan. Charlatan, yeah. Um. Carswell encourages Holden to not investigate his cult. Mm. And he meets him in the library. And when he makes it clear that he plans to investigate his cult, he goes, oh, I've, I've knocked your books <laughs> off the desk. Ever so sorry. Yeah, clumsy me, have them back. And, of course, he's tucked the parchment in. So the rest of the film is kind of Holden with his new friend, Harrington's niece. What was mm. her name? Joanna. Joanna. Mm. Um First of all, Holden resisting the idea that there's any real magic or any real threat to him. Yeah. And then ultimately, in a race against the clock, trying to find some way to get Carswell to unwittingly accept the parchment. parchment. And he does start to think things are getting a bit weird, doesn't he? So there's one bit of the film where he breaks into uh, Carswell's house. And yeah. as he is leaving the house, obviously various things happen. But as he's leaving the house, the cloud of smoke, which usually comes before the demon, yeah, yeah. follows him through the woods. And although he doesn't really believe in this, he obviously gets a bit scared and starts running out of the woods. And yeah, then yeah. it disappears. And also before that, a cat turned into a oh, panther yeah. and jumped on him. <laughs> so when he's running away from this smoke, he's got a big rip in his suit. Because he's just been assaulted by a panther. Yeah. <laughs> Which, or yeah. leopard or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was, yeah. But it's like, it, yeah, but he's still even a bit like, nah, nah, it's rubbish. Um, He must have just played a trick on me. And it's like, how did he play that trick, pray tell? But yeah, it's, um, I think, in the kind of, the kind of big end dramatic scene on the train, he's realised, yeah, this is... There's something going on. So there's a great scene at the end, yeah, where he, he runs and just in time he manages to get on the train that Carswell's on, like mm. minutes before his time runs out and the demon's going to get him. And there's this scene where um he offers Carswell a letter and Carswell's uh, no, no, I won't tell it, in case he's cottoned on and he's going to sneak the parchment. Mm. Holden offers him a cigarette and he goes, oh, no, no, I've given up smoking. And then um Holden asks him to borrow a match and then he gives him the box of matches back. But uh, Carswell goes, oh, no, no, I, I don't need them back. Yeah. Um, and it's genuinely tense, actually. Really it was tense. Sort of I was chuckling. thinking, oh, come on, come on. Because yeah, yeah. you knew, because they say at one point, don't they, that it's like five to ten yeah, or something. Yeah. So you're like, oh, gosh, and hurry up, hurry up. If Holden doesn't find a way of giving him the parchment back at ten o'clock, the demon will show up and kill him. Yeah. Um, but I kept wondering, would he just show up in the carriage? The demon. Because the demon always seems to come when no one else is there. So if I was him, I would have just stayed where people are. Yeah, and it wouldn't have fitted in the carriage. No. But maybe you can only see the demon 
And no one else sees it. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. Because yeah, sure. the, when it does turn up... No one else sees it, and it's massive. And he, he, the demon stood next to the train, shaking him around like a rag That's true, actually, Again... Yeah. Impressive, like they didn't yeah. like they, they didn't like go. Oh well, here we are in 1957. We're never going to get that to look good. <laughs> they were like, no, we're going to have the demon towering over the train, shaking, shaking Carswell, Carswell like a yeah. rag, rag doll. I mean, it looked shit. Uh, it did, but again, it <laughs> but was quite it was charming. charming. Yeah, 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 it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, credit to them for trying. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way it was filmed. It was very much like, yeah, that kind of proper old black and white. Not, I mean, I did mention film noir, not film noir, but I think because he was an American and he had the big hat. Yeah. yeah. And it was all, they had, you know, the lovely cars, kind of old London. It was all quite nice. And but I did like the car they were driving around in with the number plate. Oh, six, yeah, 666. Yeah. Brilliant. And I, I also love that, like, there was no traffic anywhere and everywhere to park. I was like, maybe London was just like that then. But, uh. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, know. that was quite cool as well. I was like, oh, if only. So we, we found out why he was wearing the clown mask. Yes. Uh, clown makeup in the trailer. Mm. It's because apparently he used to be a children's entertainer. And every Halloween he has some kind of creepy. Like party. Neverland style party. Yeah, for the village kids. Yeah, all these kids come around and they give him ice cream. And he kept pulling puppies out of a hat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Would you like to stroke a magic puppy? (laughs) No! Run, children, run! I was like, no shortage of puppies. And he was literally (laughs) just handing them out to the kids like party bags. Have a puppy. Yeah. Be like two grand now, wouldn't it? Two grand a pop. Um, And he has this massive old country estate and all these kids running around yeah it was a bit weird really but so yeah so talking about the party at the estate that's the first time we meet a character i loved which is mrs carswell yeah not carswell's wife his mum and his mum's this sort of um well-meaning elderly lady who obviously doesn't like the fact that her son is dabbling with satanism like, she keeps trying to ineffectually help the heroes. Yeah. And there's a brilliant scene quite early on where she's talking to her son about all his antics. Mm. And she says, if it makes you so unhappy, <laughs> just stop. Just stop. And he's like, I can't stop, Mum. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, she's brilliant. Like, doling out her ice homemade ice cream and... Yeah, yeah, just helping then, them all out. And she thinks to help Holden, she she invites him to a seance. And that's a brilliant scene because mm. it combines humour, you know, because it's so silly, the seance, with a couple of bits that are genuinely creepy. Yeah. Like um, when the medium... So that's the thing. Like, the medium, you think, what a plonker. Mm. But he is a real medium. Yeah, he's really actually... Quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like channeling the voice of a child, a little yeah. girl. And he's channeling the voice of, um, he, um, Her uncle. Harrington, yeah, Harrington, who's dead, yeah. actually comes through the medium mm. to warn, um, Holden that he's in real danger. But to warm up for the seance, they put on <laughs> a gramophone and sing a song. What was that song they were singing? The cherry white or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And they were just singing this really like high pitched voices. 
yeah. along to this gramophone, and then when he starts well, to he shake, goes into convulsions, and yeah, convulsed, yeah. they then they oh oh they're coming through, and they turned it off. It was really yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently that's how they summon the spirits at this seance. They sing a sort of weird old light opera song uh, while he. I think convulsions is too strong. It was a bit like shaking. He was Stevens, just shaking, wasn't, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I also like the way that uh, Mrs. Carswell's like, everyone join in. I was like, does everyone know this song? Yeah, this yeah. weird song. The spirits <laughs> like it when we sing. That <laughs> oh, was really weird. But like you say, it was so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good scene. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed it. And another, there were some, there were some genuinely tense bits. There was nothing else that was scary, mm. but I was invested enough that when it ratcheted up the tension, mm. I found it tense. Like right at the beginning, where he nearly loses the parchment into the fire, oh yeah, and it's just flapping against the. And fire we were going, break. grab it, grab it, yeah, just grab yeah. it, because yeah. the two of them were just stood there. It was like it was on the fire um, guard, just kind of like stuck on the fire guard. Neither of them would grab it. So, yeah, that was quite... Yeah, there was definitely some tense bits. Yeah, yeah. And were there any bits you didn't like? No, I don't think so. I, I quite th- enjoyed the lot of it, really. There were quite a few bits that just seemed like, come on, that that is a bit silly. But, like, not in a way that hampered my enjoyment. But, like, classic example. You know we were talking about things that, if it was in a modern film, I'd be annoyed with them for not quite making the script make sense. Yeah. So, right at the beginning, so... In just one of those little twists, movie coincidences, mm. um, Holden and Joanna, he is set in front of her on the plane, on the way over. Like, they don't know that they're both going no. to see the same people. And um they're sort of annoying each other a bit because he wants to put the seat back and sleep. And she, I don't know what she was doing. She was writing letters to the oh, kids. Oh, she was writing letters yeah. to children because she's a <laughs> kindergarten teacher. Yeah. So the fact that he was putting his chair back was annoying her and the fact that she had to keep getting up was annoying him. And then they bump into each other at Harrington's funeral and he recognises her. And then he just says to her something oh, like... I love that. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, yeah. <laughs> Come and see me at my hotel. And just walks off. Yeah. And, and then she then she arrives at his hotel. Yeah, yeah. We're like, how would you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe like in 1957... There were only two hotels. And you, and you <laughs> look, yeah, and you and you'd you'd phone both, of, both them. of them and say, is, you know, this guy here? And they go, yeah, here he is. He's in this room. And up you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, it was weird that because he literally then ran off without telling her anything about yeah, himself yeah. other than his name. So, yeah, that was And I weird. guess other bits like that, the fact that just some interested psychologists mm. who were in London for, like, some kind of sceptics conference <laughs> just... Go to over the criminally insane and <laughs> check out one of the inmates. They just because they to want be, to talk to him. They seem to be able to just do whatever they liked, though, really, yeah, didn't yeah. they? Like they were a bit like they weren't just psychologists. Almost like they were kind of like very rich or high up in government or something. They just kind yeah, of swanned yeah. around doing what they wanted. Just turn up at the British Library yeah. to see a four hundred year yeah. old book. Yeah, it seemed very convenient. It was almost like, you know when you were a kid, what you imagine being an adult is like? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, <laughs> well, you know, if, if a mummy or daddy wants to read a 400-year book, they'll just, just go to the library and make it. them give it them. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's never any complications, never any yeah, admin yeah. or anything. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I love. So for me, the, the creepiest scene. So this. So the reason they try to check a lunatic out of the asylum is because he was part of Carswell's, Carswell's cult. Mm. Um, so I guess as part of their investigation into the cult, they want to talk to him. Although it was quite vague. Yeah. <laughs> what they were going to do. What they were going to do about it all, yeah. But, um, also, why were a group of psychologists doing that anyway? Yeah, just doing, just <laughs> a catatonic, we're going to wake him up and hypnotize him. Um, everyone's there taking notes. Yeah. But the, yes, so the, um, the guy who was maybe organizing this came back and said, oh, they're saying we've got to get his next kin to sign a release form. So they had to go to the, the Hobart farm. Mm. And they speak to his very creepy family, who are all members of Carswell's cult. Yeah. And that's quite a creepy scene. Because, mm. uh, especially when they realise that Holden, you know, when he gets his notebook out, they see that he's got one of these parchments. And they know that he's got the sort of curse on him. I found that scene quite creepy. Yeah, I also wondered, though, if they were part of Carswell's cult, why they signed the release form. Yeah. I, I guess maybe because they were a bit they ha- they were part of the cult in a way, but also a bit disillusioned because their one son had died and the other one was obviously in a mental home asylum. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it didn't really it matter. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. it didn't matter. You know, there's a lot of things like that. Like, like uh, at one point when he's like trying to work out what these runes are on the parchment he's been given. Just casually goes to Stonehenge. Yeah, as a wander around. Yeah, and finds the same rooms That's on Stonehenge. True, yeah, like who said Stonehenge? No one. He just thought, <laughs> "Hey, I'll have a look. It's where it's got to be." Yeah, but like, it is a bit weird that if you've got a guy who's talking about, um, you know, Satanism and all this stuff, would his main nemesis really be a group of psychologists? Probably not. They're probably not that bothered in general. But in this film, yeah, they were know. quite passionate about it. Yeah. You, you'd think if you were a Satanist... Yeah. You'd be worried about God coming like, after you. Yeah, like religious groups even, or the yeah. police. But not really a group of psychologists. Yeah. And if anything, they'd be interested. Who don't believe in the devil. Yeah. Just leave each other alone, really. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, like I say, all these bits that we're kind of saying, oh, that's a bit weird or silly, it didn't bother me at all because I just no. still thought it was a great film. And do you know what I love about it? So I'm quibbling about the sort of bits around the edges, mm. but at its core, it had a very solid, clear story. Yes, it did. And it's it's the story from the, the original cast in the rooms by M.R. James, James, which is this... This Satanist guy can curse you by giving you a parchment with a spell on it. If you still have it, after three days, at ten o'clock, a demon will come and kill you. Mm. And it's basically the story of someone who Carswell doesn't like, and he gives him one of these spells, and it's about him working out what's happened, and then at the end, finding a way of tricking him into accepting it back. Mm. So Carswell gets that by the demon instead of him. That is literally, you know, it's like, it just, it just, you know, start, middle, end. Yeah, quite simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but good. And, yeah, just quite a nice mix of 
I like I like the pace because it wasn't too slow or too ridiculously fast that you didn't know what no. the hell was going on. It kept me interested the whole way through. There was always something that yeah, interesting yeah. to either what they were saying or what they were doing. Nice mix of sort of like there's like sort of some drama, you know, horror thriller, bit of that mystery. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was it was good. It was um, like I say, right. Good length of time kept me entertained the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were yawning by the end. I think just because we were watching a movie in the dark. Yeah, and we'd had a pizza. <laughs> we'd had you a know, big slight pizza. standard. More yeah. definitely not that I was bored. No, no, I wasn't at all either. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, what would you give out of stars out of five? I'm going to stick with a five. I really enjoyed it, and I actually—it's the sort of film I would be like, yeah, I'd happily watch that again. I think I'm going to give it. Ooh. Oh, do you know, I'm going to go by pure enjoyment. For me, it was a five. I think if I was going to try and be objective, I'd mm. have to dock half a star for some of the bits where you and me were just laughing like, what? Yeah. What okay. does that mean? It depends, doesn't it? Because, like, I sometimes think some of the films nowadays, especially some of the more independent sort of serious ones, I can... Th- I can watch them and think I, I can. I think that's been really well done. Maybe a really different idea. Great, but I have to be honest. That sort of film gives me far more enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I think sometimes there's something to be said for actually. Did I just enjoy my couple of hours watching this? Yes, I thoroughly did. Yeah, Five yeah. stars. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really nice film to renew our. In person, to get back podcast. into it, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Tomatometer, Tomata, Tomata. Yeah, I'll give it five stars. Yeah. And so I imagine when you watch a Hammer film, I imagine it's quite similar to that because I still yes, I very still much so. Um, a bit depending on when it when they made it, some of them are a bit more sort of not professional because that sounds horrible, but like serious, serious. But generally, yeah, they're yeah, quite tongue in cheek. Yeah like funny monster or funny things happening or like what we always talk about why the hell did they do that kind of thing yeah yeah. we should definitely watch one um at some point together i think yeah because i i do yeah i do think you'd enjoy it right um let me just have a look at this on the tomatometer night and that was weird as well wasn't it because it was it's got two titles oh yeah which we confused us Quite a lot for about five minutes. Yeah, but... Curse of the Demon and Night of the Demon. And um, also, confusingly, there was a Night of the Demon, which we almost watched by accident <laughs> from the 80s, <laughs> yeah. about Dr. Nugget taking <laughs> his students to try and find Bigfoot. <laughs> it's just bizarre. It would be so funny if we'd be like, well, Adam, we watched your favourite <laughs> film. Um, didn't <laughs> realise it was about Bigfoot. I mean, you know, we always we always enjoy... A big film, but yeah, weren't expecting it. Also, <laughs> one thing one thing I liked about this film, mm. apart from the fact that too many of them began with H, oh, they had yeah. some good names. They did: Hobart, Hobart. Holden, Harrison, Har- Carswell, Harrington, Harrington. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just did what? Um, that was the mistake that Carswell's mum makes, isn't it? Oh, Carswell. she does. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Carswell, great name. You look at the 1980s apparently unrelated Night of the Demon, mm. Dr. Nugget. 
<laughs> Nugget isn't a surname. Imagine it's... if his name though was like Chris Nugget or something, and his name would be Doctor C Nugget, Chicken Nugget. That's what you'd think, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> it'd be a suitable name if you were like one of Ronald McDonald's chums. <laughs> Like the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. <laughs> yeah, the Hamburglar, Ronald McDonald, Chris Nuggets. Chuck Nugget. So what do you think, uh, Tomatometer? I'm going to go for a, a straight up 90. 90, okay. Yeah, no, no units. Okay. Just tens. Okay. I'm going to go... No, 82. Oh, hello. For no real reason, other than... I don't know, I could see some people being like, oh, it's a bit silly. But I think a lot of people will like it. All right. Okay, let's go. Drum roll. I love your drum roll, Sam. <laughs> it does make it harder to edit in the real drum roll. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> I mean, why even, why even edit anything in when you've got <laughs> such a great drum roll live already? <laughs> <laughs> so, Cares of the Demon, or Night of the Demon, whichever one you, you choose, 100%. What? On the Tomatometer. We've never had 100%. How many reviews is that based on? 16. <laughs> so oh, really? I, I was like, oh. Uh, then there's the, audi- the audience score as well. Yeah. Which was 85%. Wowza. And that was 2,500 plus ratings. I think we can only call it a draw. Yeah, I think so. But I mean... Brilliant. What's the critics' consensus? Let's have a look, shall we? You know, I usually take about half an hour to find the critics' consensus. God. This doesn't seem to be so obvious on this one, but I do have the critics' reviews, which I guess is the same thing. Um, So we've got Clark Collins from Empire Magazine. Night of the Demon packs a powerful punch despite featuring no gore or demon. It does have a demon. <laughs> has a very conspicuous demon. <laughs> Let me read that again. Night of the Demon packs a powerful punch despite featuring no gore or demon accepted. Much in the way of special effects. No gore or... Or demon accepted much in the way of special oh. effects. Okay. I think I yeah. know what he means. Yeah. Weirdly yeah. written, So it doesn't but... feature any gore or... Demon, Demon accepted, accepted spe- much in the way of special effects, yeah. And then we've also got from Time Out, one of the finest thrillers made in England during the 50s. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is praise that gets fainter and fainter as the sentence more <laughs> wears off. During the 50s, during the year of by 57, a by a French man that week. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's pretty we're, happy about it. We're going to have to go to the user reviews to find somebody. Who we are, aren't like we? It. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. So who doesn't like it? Who does not like this? Okay. Mm-hmm. God, I'm so full of pizza. Oh, God, me too. 
I know. I'm, well, I'm I haven't, so glad I haven't we had didn't. one in a while, like a proper one. So yeah. I'm so glad we didn't order those chocolate scrolls. I <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> doughy scrolls. Yeah, yeah. What's the chocolate scrolls? What a weird name for dessert. It would have, can you imagine if it'd come with runes on it? <laughs> We would have been shit in our pants. I wouldn't have given you any. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed taken any back. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That's fine. I mean, we've got a not particular... Do you want a good one or a not particularly good one? Well, let's have a bad one. Let's have a bad one. Okay. Dana Andrews' wooden acting and monotone delivery don't help this pedestrian story... The cinematography, when the demon makes one of its all-too-rare appearances, is excellent, however. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Any others? I mean, a lot of them are just delighted with it, to be fair. Um, Mildly suspenseful occult horror flick. Not bad, but not worth going out of your way to watch. Okay. (laughs) Fine. God, we went out of our way to watch it, didn't we? We had right fast. Certainly did, yeah. This one um, is a, a good one, a good audience review. It just made me laugh. It said, spooked the hell out of me as an eight-year-old. Still creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> very, uh, very particular. I mean, I can't see many where they, uh, they really, really slate it. Oh, we, we have to have one that slates it. There must be, mustn't there? But, I mean, let's see... Come on, I'm on a one star. Right, a bloody good horror film. I mean, it's it's all looking good. Oh, hang on, here we go. Mark D, one star. I don't think it's possible for a movie to be as stupid and boring as this one. I would rather watch Paint Dry or Pant Dry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just to explain for the listeners at home. An unfortunate typo in my message to Hannah. When we were planning this, I wonder that my flat currently smells of pant. <laughs> I can confirm it did not smell of pant. <laughs> or indeed paint. Yeah. I had the windows open all day. Uh, some of you at home might be thinking, I've been doing a bit of DIY home improvement. I've not. I've been doing Warhammer. <laughs> Very, very well, I can confirm as well. I was most impressed. Yeah, I think that's probably the worst that we're going to get. Everyone else is quite... Positive, positive about it. Positive, yeah. Yeah, well, and I so they should be, because it's a bloody good film. So, um, I picked tonight's film based on a recommendation from Adam. Thank you very much, Adam. We thoroughly Thanks, Adam. It. Yeah, really, really good shout. So, what do you want to do in two weeks' time? Oh... Now, we've gone for an older one, so maybe we should go for something at least not not necessarily completely new, but maybe a bit newer. Um, right. Let's... Maybe we should watch Chris Nugget. God, the beard. The... <laughs> Looking for Bigfoot, yeah. <laughs> it might be the best film we've ever seen, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could we watch? No, I wasn't prepared for this, as you can tell. You might have to edit this bit. <laughs> As I madly try and think of a horror film I want to watch. Oh, actually, do you know what? Yeah. I 
was thinking when we were discussing when we watched uh people under the stairs mm-hmm. um and we were talking about Wes Craven and the screams and all that mm-hmm. I did think maybe we should do a slasher horror because oh, we okay. haven't really done one of those okay like just as a bit of a and but let's see if there's one that we both haven't seen just to you know change it up a little so bit I haven't really seen any slashers have you not have you no. not seen Scream or... So I think I've seen maybe... Friday the 13th? No, I've not seen any of the Friday the 13th or any of the Halloweens. And that's Mm. why I have a podcast about horror films. (laughs) 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 My my in-depth knowledge of the genre. I know what you did last summer. That's a good one. Um, Okay. Halloween, yeah. That's another good one. Happy Death Day, that sounds lovely. Oh, that's the one where a woman's trapped in a time loop. It's going to be good, a modern one. Yeah, like Groundhog Day. I've never seen it. Groundhog Day meets Scream. Maybe that. that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Happy Death Day next week. Two weeks' time. Sorry, two weeks' time, yeah. Yeah, we'll come around next week if you like. Just just constantly live here, watching films. (laughs) (laughs) And smelling pant. All right, excellent. Yeah, I well, think we've done it. And I had a lovely night tonight. I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much for having me and hosting, as always. Um, it, Yeah, brilliant. And it's just good to be back. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more... Midweek Horror. Don't get scared now. <laughs> <laughs>